and welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Matilda Johnson, and today we are getting messy, of course. Now, today isn't a date episode. Shocker. Today is just me chatting with you and my thoughts on love currently, where we are at, and where the dating is going to go from here. And also, just a few little tidbits, things that have been on my mind recently that I cannot seem to get off my mind. But firstly, I know Grace isn't on this episode, but I've suddenly got some recommendations. Shocking. I haven't done this on a solo episode in a while. Grace will be back on another episode soon. It's just been a really hectic Christmas coming up time. You know, wrapping up the end of the year, everyone's a bit hectic. So Grace will be back soon, I promise. I know you guys miss her. I miss her too. But my recommendations, I haven't finished a TV series in a minute and suddenly it's just like I've binge watched all of this stuff that I've been wanting to catch up on and it's been great. I've watched The Beckhams, I've watched Selling Sunset, I've watched Selling the OC, I watched Last Stop Larimer. Oh my goodness, you guys need to watch that if you're into true crime. This is an Australian true crime that is an unsolved case still. So crazy. I can't give things away, but it is a town population 10 people. One person goes missing. I think it went was in 2017. To this day, the body has not been found. The person has not been found. So these people in this town are like, somebody's done something and we all have our theories on who did it. And everyone in this town hates each other. And this is all real life. And yet nobody has actually been caught for the disappearance or murder of this person. It is wild. I highly recommend. And if you're an Aussie like me, you kind of just know like the type of people who live in super remote areas. It's kind of stereotypical remote living Australia. And so for a murder to go down in one of these towns and for it to be unsolved is actually crazy to me. I also just started watching The Buccaneers on... Apple TV. And I love it. So if you know me, you know, I love a period piece. I love Pride and Prejudice. I love the Bronte sisters. I love Jane Austen. I, my favorite book is Little Women. I just love the drama of the times. And I like Bridgerton. I wouldn't say it's my favorite show ever. I kind of preferred Queen Charlotte to Bridgerton, even though it's a spinoff series. But the Buccaneers, I'm going to say it, I think it might trump Bridgerton because, and I've got my reasons. So, of course, they are of two different eras, so you can't really fully put, like, lump them together. Like, I think Bridgerton is 1820s and then the Buccaneers is, I want to say, 1870s. So, in the 1870s, it's based on what it was like for new money American women to go over to England to be courted for the debutante season and to find husbands and how it was like, 
oh, these American women are wild. It was literally the 1870s, like still super conservative. And they were all like, these women from America are so wild and just living and so free and crazy. And how are they going to conform to English lifestyle? Anyway, so that's kind of what it's based off. And I think the reason I like this show so much is because obviously it's still about romance and there's still drama, but it's also very much like Let's not romanticize what this time in history was like for women. You know, like these women, yeah, they're free and they're having fun, but they're having fun in like situations where they were not meant to be having fun or like society wasn't saying, yes, women can live freely and happily and do all these things. Like they are actively being pushed down and being told, no, you're a wife, you're a caregiver. This is what you do. And it's like the American women came to England and were really just saying, but we're so much more than that, which, you know, like, slay. I don't often have good things to say about America, but if this is based on real life, then thank you, you know, thank you. And I just find it really funny as well, you know, how people are always like, if you were born in a different decade, when do you think you would be born? Honestly, Watching this show and some other shows I've watched recently, I am so glad to be a 90s baby and to be raised in the decade that I've been raised in. Was it the best at all times? No, but oh, I'm so glad that I can speak freely and have a job and also like talk back to men if they're being rude or manipulative or disrespectful towards me because these women just had to be silent. And I was messaging my friend who's watching it at the same time, and I was like, oh my gosh, if I was confronted with somebody's behavior like these women are in this show, I would be raging. You know what? I would probably be burnt at the stake if I were living in these times. People would accuse me of being a witch, and I'd be like, you know what? Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Because, you know, like, I can't even imagine living in that decade. Can, like you think about it and it's like I can't I can't even picture like and also knowing me because I'm a pathological people pleaser I probably would have tried to conform to the times but my goodness it would have been bloody difficult and like not being able to say anything and like speak your mind or have your own opinion oh, oh I can't I can't even think about it it's awful but other than the realism of the show it's also just like fun <laughs> And it has modern music, if that helps. Like, in the very first episode, they play Nothing New by Taylor Swift and Phoebe Bridges, and I was like, you know what? I get around this. And it's in a scene where it's like... Oh, no, no, I can't give it away. I can't get... You just have to watch it. And it's one for everyone. Men, women, maybe not children. Not children. Men and women. Everyone go watch it, please. And right back to me, I want to talk about it with somebody. Not enough people are watching it right now who I know. But also there's this one scene and I wrote down a quote from the scene because it led me to another thought process I've been having this week. So there's this one scene where somebody says, there are women and there are wives. And that I like gasped when I heard that line audibly, because in my mind, I'm like the fact that women had like, Women, when they talk about it in that sense, are playthings, are fun, can do whatever they want. And then there's wives. And it kind of goes back to what Grace and I discussed at the very, very start of this season about how when you meet men or when you start dating, they often lump you into three different categories. 
And I feel like this was just a very more like traditional and more uptight way of describing that and how you can have women who you want to play with and have a good time with, but you're not going to marry those women. You're going to marry the women who you see as a wife. And I was watching it and I was like, oh, if this is not every, this is, this could be my Roman empire. This could be what I've been thinking about all year. And I also think it's what so many of my date episodes come back to is that I feel like there, like you can be both, obviously you can be both, but also I think I've said it, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I think I'm more often seen as I as a woman than I am seen as a wife. And it's not only by people who I date, it's also by like people like even friends and family and stuff. Like I've had I know I joke about I'm not really a maternal person and I can't see myself having kids anytime soon. But I've even had people who I see very regularly be like, oh yeah, you just give aunt energy or you just give um, oh, somebody said the other day, they were like, oh, I see your future of like, you never really settled down. You just have like heaps of different flings and you're really happy and you've got like just fun stories. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. But like, what if I do want to have stability at some point? And it just had me thinking like, oh my gosh, when I heard this line, I was like, yeah, people just see me as a woman, which as they should, I am a woman. It's my identity. But this show meant it in the sexualized way of like, oh, she's womanly, you know, she's sexy, she's somebody you want to have fun with, she's not somebody you would want to settle down with, which is a bit cooked, hey? And also I'm just kind of like, women can do anything. Like why place like their gender identity on their way of being? Externally, even not in a romantic sense, we are still lumping people's personalities into those three different criteria of you're a woman, you're a wife, or I can't even remember what, oh, you're a friend, you know? I'm just kind of like, for the fact, the fact that we're even doing that just with people who we see regularly, not in a romantic sense, I'm like, my God. And now I'm just at a point where I think with all of this and all the dating episodes and where I'm at, like off the podcast with dating and romance and stuff and trying to open myself up to people again, I'm also just kind of like, can I just not be stereotyped? And like, can the other women I know who are in the same position and men, can we just like live life and not be labeled as like the one that you're going to sleep with, the one that you'd marry and the one you'd just be friends with. Like, can I just be a person and you just figure it out the more you get to know me? It's kind of getting old and it's not fun. And at the end of the day, like, it kind of kills your self-esteem a little bit. I mean, I feel like dating in general um, at the moment just kills your self-esteem. I think the safest bet for me is to just keep doing the dates on the podcast where I I am like, yeah, this is a safe zone because I've been, okay, guys, I've re-downloaded dating apps and it's hell out there. It is awful. And I'm sure you've heard about this on TikTok about how bad Hinge is these days because they literally, they label you as well on your base level of attraction. And, you know, like they choose who views your profile based off how much the app, like how much they think you're worth. It's awful. 
Like when I say it's hell out there, it's actually hell out there. And then not to bring it back to the TV show, The Buccaneers, but it's just really good, guys. You have to watch it. There was this line and it was something like this. I don't think I wrote it down specific, like correctly, but it said, I don't want somebody to catch me. I want somebody to walk alongside me. And I was like, oh, when I heard that line, I was like, cut the cameras, pause this TV show. I need to write this down because that's so real because the idea of like, oh, they're a really good catch or good job for catching that one. We thought nobody would lock her down. It's like, it's like caging somebody, like the idea of, oh, this person, like it's so hard to lock down because they're living so free or everybody wants them or they are wanted for the wrong reasons or, you know what I mean? Like there's connotations that come along with that scent, with that statement. But then to say like, I want somebody to walk alongside me. I want to be myself, be totally myself, be totally free and feel accepted for who I am and not feel like I have to be anything less than what I am. I want somebody to be able to handle that and be able to walk alongside me with full confidence. I think that is such a beautiful sentiment. I think like, you know, we've said a lot in this season as well about how there's the concept of like not being enough or being too much. And I'm at the point now where like, I've been told I'm too much. That's totally fine. But I'm also like, if I'm too much for you, go find someone less. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean, if my personality is too much for you, then go find something less. It's no hard feelings. It'll be hard feelings on me if you tell me that, but just go find something less. If you can't handle me, that's fine. Move on. Don't try to like pin me down, like take me down a few notches in order to make me your level of what you can handle. Because no, I'm 25 years old. I'm going to do me. You do you. If you can't handle all of me at all times, don't try to make me anything less than what I am. And I am like, yeah, preaching that right now. Everyone take that on board, please. I think the best way of like recognizing this currently in pop culture is what we see with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's relationship. I know I talk about Taylor Swift a lot, but I think what is so important about seeing their relationship play out so publicly right now is that it is the perfect example of two people who are very, very successful in their own fields, but they have a complete understanding of each other's success and know everything that comes along with that kind of success. And let's be real. I know there are a lot of men out there who get really mad about how, like when people say Taylor Swift is more famous than Travis Kelsey. I'm sorry to say it. Well, actually, no, I'm not. I'm not sorry at all. Taylor Swift is more famous than Travis Kelsey because NFL isn't played everywhere in the world. I don't think people really understand that. Not everybody watches NFL, but Taylor Swift's music is kind of a worldwide phenomenon. So you can't really argue with that. Sorry. No, no, stop saying sorry. Anyway, so my thing about them about them, and why their relationship is so good is that he was a fan of Taylor's first. And I'm not saying, yeah, everyone should be like fangirling over the person that, and then like manifesting their relationship. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying is he understood going into their relationship the weight of everything that would be on his shoulders 
going into that relationship and the expectations of him. And also he understands that come dating somebody with that level of fame and that type of notoriety and that level of success, you have to be able to be confident in yourself and have a lot of self-worth because you know that this person has a massive career and a massive fan base and they have to think about that stuff a majority of the time and understand their public perception. And Taylor Swift constantly has paparazzi outside of her house. And so they have to be comfortable with knowing that they are suddenly under a microscope as well. And he just seems to get that. And he understands what it means to be dating Taylor Swift. And he's not afraid of that either. And I think that is a really good example of somebody being really comfortable in their masculinity in a way that it is not toxic and it is more so just kind of like a caregiver and he's also protective of her but not in a way where it's like controlling he wants her to continue to live her life and live with her success but he is wanting to still cheer her on but he wants to be an active member of her life and I think that's what it means to walk alongside somebody is to be like I want to see you at your best. I want you to be successful. I want you to do all of the things you were doing before we met, but I just want to be there with you to cheer you on at the same time. And he can go off and do his own thing and win football games and still be a massive athletic star and she'll be there cheering him on as well. It's about balance at the end of the day. So that all in all was just a very long-winded way of saying dating apps currently really suck. Dating in general not vibing. Really, I'm not vibing. Um, and I want somebody to just see me as an equal. <laughs> That's, you know, oh my god, if this is the standard, oh, oh, if this is the standard, then the bar is, it's low. I actually have a really funny story, and I wasn't sure whether or not I would share this on the podcast, but it kind of just works for this. So... The reason I downloaded Tinder again, I'm not even joking. It is purely so the people who follow the Hot Mess Instagram could use the new matchmaker new thing where they can swipe for you. And a few people did that. It was great. Somebody, I don't know who, somebody matched with this guy who, I'm not sure if you guys would remember how I went on my first ever dating app date this year with somebody from Hinge and somebody swiped on the same guy but on Tinder and I was like oh lol and so as a joke I did message him and I say I was just like haha not again lol and he didn't remember me and this this is funny this is funny because this wasn't even that long ago so I was a bit like Okay, firstly, ouch. But where it goes wrong is I said, um, like, after a little bit of conversation, me realizing he didn't remember who I was, I was like, you know we've met. And he was like, have we slept together? And that was when I realized how low the bar was. He and I met maybe, what, five months ago maximum? And he couldn't remember a couple of hours of getting coffee together. And I was like, "Mm, firstly, that's a bit of a red flag. But once he asked me if I had slept with him, 
that's when I realized just how bad the red flag was because I was like, look, rock out with your cock out. You do you. I'm all for, you know, getting all the dick. You know, if you want to do that, go for your fucking life. But to not remember somebody from five months ago and asking if we'd slept together, I was like, oh no. So that's where I'm at. And just like Shayla and I were discussing in our episode together about how guys always come back or they always take rejection kind of poorly. I'm sorry, I'm really shitting on men in this episode. I'm just really over some of the experiences I've had recently. So, <laughs> so after explaining that he had could not remember me, he then said, oh, wait, no, I do remember paying for your coffee. And I was like, oh, my God, you're such a gentleman. Such a gentleman. Really appreciate it. Um, and then he said something like, well, can you give me a second chance? And I'm like, you can't even remember the first chance you had. Why would I give you a second chance? So basically where I'm at now, without flip-flopping around too much on this topic, is that I'm like, I'm now just going to do me without actively dating to find somebody because I feel like if I'm actively searching and being like, I need to find somebody who fits my criteria, that person will not exist and it will never really happen for me. I'm just going to enjoy being single and enjoy all the little moments of being single that you don't really get to enjoy when you're in a relationship. And I'm going to enjoy just living my life and being 100% myself. And there's going to be somebody out there who finds that attractive and can meet me in the middle and let me be myself. You know, once I'm actively dating, I forget who I am. And I feel like a lot of other people feel like that. So because I'm just trying to make somebody else happy and like fit their needs. So I'm just not going to do that anymore. And the right person will find my energy attractive and they will want to continue being with me with that energy. And they can walk alongside me. They're not going to catch me. I'm not going to be caught. They're going to walk alongside me. And I think that's a takeaway for everyone. It's like I think I said recently... The one thing that everyone on this planet is, you know, like absolutely worthy of and I think everyone is entitled to being loved or feeling love and being in love. I think everyone's entitled to that. I think that's the one thing everyone deserves. And I think if everyone was made to be loved by somebody – There is a point where we have to allow ourselves to be loved by somebody, but I think that allowance also only comes with 100% loving yourself and 100% being yourself. So for all my single listeners who have made it this far through the episode, I think what we all need to start doing as a collective because dating is hell out there and I've heard it not just from my own experience. I've had so many people message me recently being like, dating apps are awful. It's like the only way we can meet people these days. I'm not having a good time. I think the best thing for us to do right now is to really cherish the moments of being single that you just don't get in a relationship. We can do whatever we want to do after work. 
or on weekends. We can make our own plans and not feel obliged to work somebody else unless of course we're like meeting up with friends and stuff like that. We don't feel obliged to think, oh, how am I going to schedule my life around somebody else? Do everything you want for yourself at this moment in time. And I think that also includes like you need to cherish the fact that you can watch whatever TV show you want to watch or whatever movie you want to watch. You don't have to negotiate that. You can eat whatever you want to be eating without feeling judged or thinking, oh, I can't cook that because somebody else doesn't like that. Eat the things you want to be eating. Watch the things you want to be watching. Dress the way you want to be dressing. And I don't mean that in a like dress like to attract a certain somebody to you. I'm not saying dress like, you know, I'm saying dress in a way that you feel good for yourself and do it for you. It doesn't matter what you look like. If you feel confident and comfortable, do it for yourself. And I think that's one thing that in this whole world of dating is that we forget that we're doing this for ourselves and we're only doing this to add to our own happiness. And so we need to look at that with every aspect in our life. And you can say that with friendships, you can say that with like work, you need to take a moment to think, is this serving me a good purpose? Am I feeling happy in this moment? Does this bring me joy? What am I doing to give myself some confidence right now? And if the things you're doing aren't bringing you joy and aren't making you happy, then you need to reevaluate why that is and think, hmm, is this really worth my while then if I'm living this life and not feeling fulfilled and happy because of this reason? And that goes for people too, especially in dating. It's like, if this person isn't making me feel happy and isn't making me feel filled, why am I still spending time with them? You know, you should only be with somebody who only adds goodness to your life. And, you know, they can challenge you. They can challenge the way you think. And no relationship is perfect. Everyone argues and bickers and that's a part of normal life. But if they're not adding to you as an individual in a way that makes you happy and feel fulfilled and isn't cheering you on and doesn't want to see you succeed... I'm telling you now, I don't want to be that person that's like, dump them. But seriously, have a think about it because you don't want to be stuck like 20 years down the track thinking I've been unhappy for the last 20 years or dulling myself to be with somebody who doesn't want to see me at my best. You know what I mean? Don't waste your time on somebody who doesn't want to see you shine. But anyway, that was a very quick episode. That's just where I'm at mentally. I thought you guys would have a bit of a laugh about some of the stuff going on. We went off on a few tangents there. But I hope you guys are alright. Yeah. Anyway, follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at hotmess underscore podcast for more of a mess, which is me. And clearly my dating life. (laughs) Anyway... You guys have a fabulous week. We'll see you again next week. Love yous.